The Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Hello and welcome to the Provoke Podcast. I'm Diana Marzalek. I am a senior reporter with Provoke and I have with me today Ron Berkowitz. Hello, Ron. How are you? Good. Um, Ron is the founder and CEO of Burke Communications, and we're here to speak about sports. Um, Ron, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your, um, your firm and how you work and with whom you work in the sports world before we get yeah. started. Sure. We, uh, I started Burke Communications in 1999, so we're you know, in our 21st year. Um, we're a boutique PR agency based in New York uh, with offices in L.A. as well. And, um, you know, we, we work across the sports, travel, consumer product, uh, entertainment world, pretty much anything. I mean, you, you name it, we're, we have our hands in it. We really consider ourselves generalists in, in what we do because we think we can work on almost anything. Um, you know, we need, we need to sell ice to an Eskimo, we're going to do it. So that's, that's how we operate. That's Burke Communications. Um, some of our clients that you may know uh, from the consumer side, Puma, Cheesecake Factory, Body Armor, um, uh, BarbecueGuys.com, uh, you know, some talent names. Uh, we have Alex Rodriguez. We work with Todd Burley, um, Michael Rubin, uh, co-owner of the Philadelphia 76ers and owner of Fanatics. Um, you know, so we're, we're, we're spread out across the board. We, you know, from real estate to sports to, to everything in between. So it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's been a, a, a fun r- ride and, you know, we just continue to point towards the future. Um, it's a different world today, especially in the sports world. So, um, you know, with, with COVID and everything going on, but, you know, as we sit today, all, all four major sports are going in the United States and, and they're, extremely successful. Right, because for all the um, industries that have been upended by COVID, certainly travel and hospitality, I mean, those have, like no other, but sports really seems to um, sort of encapsulate in many ways or reflect what's going on in the world, right? We had the, two years ago, I think it was, that we went in full force, started talking about the Take a Me movement, COVID now we have with, with who's doing what, what the leagues are doing, safety, role modeling. So it's really fascinating to me about how sports is a reflection and sort of embodies these bigger issues that, that are going on in the world. Um, yeah, you know, I was going to, I'll add to that and just say, I think with, um, with Black Lives Matter and everything that's going on in our country for the last couple months between COVID and BLM and you know, cancel culture and all this stuff is, is um, sports forever has always been kind of this meeting place to, to talk um, and to be able to come together. Um, and I think, you know, one thing that we saw happen with COVID um, and then, you know, later with George Floyd and, and stuff, there, there was no sports to gather around. There wasn't a place where people can go and kind of express their feelings besides the, the marching and which was extremely important. And what, what happened with sports and the protests was that the leaders in the sports world, the, the teams, the leagues, and, and most importantly, the players really got behind the, the, the message and really went out there and, 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 you know, wore their emotions on their sleeves and, and, you know, in other times they might not have been able to do that because of sports, were going on. Um, and so you really, you really got to see players uh, take a big, 
take a big um, step forward in, in, in leadership and role model that they always are, but on an even bigger level with, with what happened with Black Lives Matter because they really put their culture themselves, our country as a whole first instead of the sports because it wasn't happening. Right, and I, I, I noticed now that the leagues are playing also, um, the start of, um, I think it was the Steelers game last week, um, the number, during the national anthem, the number of players that were down on their knees, that were holding Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter <laughs> banners, um, holding hands. I mean, that's a much different picture, though, than we saw when Colin Kaepernick started and brands didn't know what to do and owners either condemned or didn't condemn and the president got involved. I mean, has the role of sports or athletes in taking, in, in taking stance in being activists changed that much in that time? Or is it a, is it a reflection of where the world is? Um, no, listen, I think the, I think sports has always played that role. Um, you know, you go back to the 1968 Olympics, um, you go to different, you know, um, fists held high, you go, there's, sports has always taken a role i think the difference today um what we see what we've seen is the leagues have embraced it also um so you you are able to see the player now express himself the way he should have been able to express himself the whole time right and that's the uh, that might have been i don't i don't know how to turn that off on my it's on the vibe that's okay we ding. we're all doing these from home now we used to do right. studios, so we can ding as much as we let me see if i can get just close the email and that won't happen. Okay. I think that works. So anyway, let's if want to go back. Uh, let me just start over with that sure. um, part. So I think what you see today, the most important part is the leagues are getting behind it and the teams are getting behind it, which allows the player to express himself and not worry that I might be suspended or I might not play, you know, in that sense. What, what Kaepernick did uh, four years ago, um, you know, was, was bold and got, you know, it got hammered by a lot of people. But at the end of the day, look where, you know, look where it ended, right? Everybody now feels like they can do that because you should be able to express yourself. And they've made it very clear. Everyone's made it very clear. This is not about disrespecting the flag at all. And, a, 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 you know, a player in a team in a league now to sit, to, to kneel, or stand with their player, however, whichever direction they go, is light years ahead of what it was years ago. That just didn't happen. Nice. So I think players are playing that important role, and they're getting the leagues to, to think differently. And I, and and that's where it starts. And you have to you have to be like that. The NBA has been light years ahead. The NBA has always been ahead of the other of the other leagues, but the NFL has done a great job. Um, you know, in the in the last year, you know, partnering with with Jay Z and Rock Nation. Um, which we, you know, we were a part of um, on the PR side, uh, but partnering with them to 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 think outside the box and to think differently, which is something they weren't doing before. And now, you know, they have great programs um, with Inspire Change that were launched in in January of of nineteen um, to to bring this attention. And if you could get these billion dollar companies and these billion dollar owners and you know these players all on the same page what more rallies a country than sports? It, I mean, it is proven, you know, from World War I to World War II to, to um, you know, to 9-11 to, to COVID and to BLM. I mean, it, it is 
it, it really is a, a proven fact. And that's why I think sports is, so, is such a conversation and an important part of, of, of this culture of, of how we're going to move it forward and how we're going to play it forward. Well, um, you know, we, we focus a lot on employee activism and, um, and consumer activism and, and employee, um, I'm sorry, and in CEO activism, but in a way, the athletes are now kind of the ultimate employee activists, right? Because they really are guiding yeah. their, their yeah. companies. We can call it their companies um, or the leagues and the consumers. Listen, athletes now are their own brands. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're much different than they were years and years and years ago where it was just a few that could have a brand. You know, in the 70s, it could be Reggie Jackson and he had the candy bar and he had this because he played in the market. Now every athlete has a, has a brand and every athlete has a, a podium to speak on and they are all talking to different people. And um, Social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff gives these guys a platform when they're not on the court or on the field. And when they're on the court and on the field, that's where they have their biggest platform. You know, if you're, if you're watching the playoffs or the, or the NBA playoffs or the Major League Baseball or, or NFL or hockey or whatever it is, these guys every night have a microphone to speak in front of. And that's why I think it's so important that they do play and they continue to play because the stage is so big for them and so important that they talk to us because we want to hear them. The fans want to hear them. They want to hear what they have to say. And they have their biggest platform in that sense. So what sort of communications challenges both the, the leagues and the, um, the teams and, and the players are facing now that sports, at least in this year, has changed so dramatically? We're not having fans in-house. Um, you know, one false move, you hear about somebody who went out and infected whomever on their team. I mean, this is a, a whole other um, untouched or new realm that they're dealing with and role modeling and who's wearing masks and who's not wearing masks and all that. I mean, what are, what are you seeing in terms of how sports communications, how sports has been impacted over the last six months or so? I, you know, first of all, I, I you know, I'd want to say, I, I think the leagues have done an incredible job of, of getting everyone back to playing. Um, I, I don't think it's easy. Uh, you know, I think the NBA has done a great job with the bubble. It's not easy on these players. They're, you know, away from their families for the most part for months. Um, you know, it's got to be a weird feeling playing in front of no fans. Um, it sounds great to us on TV, with the, especially the way the NBA is doing it with uh, ESPN and TNT piping in sound. Um, I don't know what it sounds like there, but in the, in the you know, it, it's, a, it's an odd feeling for them. I've spoken to some of our athletes and it's weird. You know, they're, 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 they're entertainers at the end of the day, right? They want to entertain. But it's been so important, I think, getting it off the ground because everything that this country has gone through in the last six months, sports is a, is a great place for people to just release from that. And, you know, so I think they've, they've done an excellent job of getting the product on the field. Um, you know, I think this past weekend, the NFL was extremely successful. Um, you know, our ratings up or down, but to me, it doesn't really matter. Like, you know why ratings might be down? I mean, the ratings were down a little bit. Ratings were down because you got the NBA playoffs going on. You got the NHL Stanley Cup finals going. That's never happened before. Right. You know, so there's so much out there. You don't have to just watch CNN and Fox and want to just poke your eyes out of like all the stuff that's wrong in the world. Like, you, you know, you do need that like three hours a day just to decompress and, and take your mind off it. And I think that's where it's been really great and able to communicate while doing it by wearing, you know, uh, Brianna Taylor's name on the back of your helmet or 
or wearing the message you want on your jersey. Like that's super important. And that's where I think everyone's done a great job because, you know, we can't forget the message. If you forget the message, we're going to be back to where we were before. We can't go there. Well, you bring up an interesting point about the creative ways that people are messaging. I mean, we saw it at the U.S. Open with the yep. masks, and um, it really is, I guess you say, like you say, athletes taking it upon themselves to uh, to relay these messages in new and different ways. Yeah, and I, it, look, and I think that's where I go back to the athletes being brands, right? They, they, their own brand, I shouldn't say brand. They are their brand. They're, they've created themselves and made themselves a company they're they're the ceo they're the cfo they're the face um and you know naomi osaka at the us open wearing the mask you're you're able to you're able to express what you want and support who you want and that's how it should be there's no this is the united states you have full right to express yourself legally the way you want and i think that's the that's always where the issue is, right? It gets so political. It's not about politics. It's like, you should be able to speak about your message, period. And hopefully politics changes what's wrong, right? That's the goal. Um, and, and, and you see that so often with these athletes because they know that their message, they, they carry weight. And it's, that's why to me it was so important to have them first being involved day to day when there were marches going on and protests. And then, take that and bring it to the, to their sport and use that, that, um, playing field or court or, you know, <laughs> for that matter to, to tell and continue to spread the right message. And it's been done like that to a T almost with it, with all these guys. And it's been, and it's been great. And I don't, you know, I don't care if you stand or sit or stay in the locker room for the national anthem. It's your message that matters. So, it sounds a little bit like, given that the leagues were were trying to figure all this out, weren't as active initially as they were, that um, some of the communications has fallen to the athletes or grown in terms of where the athletes' role is versus the leagues and the teams. Or would you say that in the last six months? Yeah, look, I think the I think certain sport. I think the NBA has always done a great job. Um, I think over the last two years, the NFL has done a much better job. Um, and they are, you know, they do a lot in, in this world for that. Um, they might not always get the credit for it, but they, but they do a lot. Uh, I think the athlete's always been the one that carries the torch, though. And the athlete always will be. Nobody really wants to hear from the owner. Nobody wants to hear from the league, you know, the commissioner. They want to hear from the athlete. And the athletes, over time, have always been, you know, the role model. That's just... You know, that's that's what it is. Well, never, right. never more important to do, be so now, right? Um, you know, and, and and that's why you see them getting involved in voting. Make sure people vote. Make sure people are like it again. Political affiliation aside, it's to have the right to vote. To you not get suppressed. Make sure you can get out there. It's it's really important, and and I think that's where they're going with that torch. That's where they're leading, and. I think the league, the leagues have been following greatly, but they've also done their own work, and I think are, are doing very well. Now. The teams are doing great. Like if you look at the the Brooklyn Nets, or made the Barclays Center a, a voting play, uh, spot. I mean, you can't have a better voting spot in Brooklyn. Like it's the center of the city. So getting the team is getting behind that. The league is getting behind that. The players are behind it. That's the message. That's great. 
switching gears a little bit, um, sports also has been has has very robust relationships with brands. We all know that, whether it's sponsorships, advertising, relationships with athletes, the works. Um, where have brands fallen in in this whole mix i guess mostly COVID, but but how has all this affected brands and brand sponsorships and their relationships with with sports uh, it's, i think it's a little hard to say early now because it's a little bit early um you know how this will affect brand partnerships uh what i will say is there's been partnerships that have uh discontinued because maybe the brand doesn't feel the same way or is not thinking the same way. Um, I think the brands have to be really smart and, and, and do the right thing. Um, you know, Puma, for example, it has an incredible uh, program that they, that they do with, with social justice and reform. Um, you know, they partnered with Meek Mill last year for, for sneakers that went to reform a lot justice. Right. So you have to, you have to, you have to be in the right mindset. You know, we we try and make sure our, our clients are thinking the right way. Um, and yeah, if you're, you know, if you're racist or anti-Semitic or, um, you know, whatever it is, you're not going to fit in with these partnerships, number one. And who, you know, who would want to be in business with you? And that's the key. So, you know, but, but as crazy as that sounds, and you would think that would be like automatic, there's brands that don't think like that. And that's, you know, you can go back and look and see brands that have, um, you know, teams that have discontinued their relationship with certain brands because of that and vice versa. Right. You know, I mean, there'll be brands that don't think that they might, you know, the, the player or the um, team or the league or whoever doesn't think the way it worked with them and they discontinue it. Right. And what are you seeing, though, is in terms of brands um, losing some of that, just the reach that they've had, not not because of political reasons, but because of, I guess, COVID reasons, um, you know, whether it's now they're on TV, so they have the TV extension, but in terms of marketing opportunities and sponsorships and, and yeah, I mean, look, audience that way. COVID changed the game, you know, in our business for events, in-person events, you know, let's use Puma again for, a, uh, as an example, Puma signs an NBA player and you can't, uh, you can't do that shoe release with him in his city um, in, 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 and bring all the attention to it because it's, you know, there's no public events like that. So, you, you, you know, everything's kind of been reworked, but we're still able to take the shoe and send it to the influencers and make sure people see it and, and, and all that stuff. And we're still able to, with a, like a body armor, be able to take what Naomi Osaka's um, doing in the in the U.S. Open and turn that into a positive in a different way. We're just, you know, we're we're strategically thinking differently and building different plans for different clients depending on who you are, based on the limitations you have with COVID. You know, we have a we have a, a, a incredible travel division. We, you know, there's not much you can do with it right now, and a lot of that was based on what we did. Besides your day to day. Uh, travel press was based on influencer programs, bringing celebrities and athletes down to properties. That's can't do it right until it's time. So we're, we'll strategically have to figure out as we go and see where COVID goes on, on how we build that. And that's how that, you know, that's how, how, how we're, have we been building it for our clients? So everyone's thinking differently and it's working because there's a new way, right? You still got to go out and buy your shoes. You still got to go out and, 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 
and buy your drinks and 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 really the, the biggest thing you can't do it, it is travel i mean so that part you know we're, we're, we still got to figure that part out but that's as a as a country or that's globally really right beyond sports beyond anything um do you see a time when i mean our fans going to come back you see them coming back anytime soon yeah i mean i think you know i think the nfl had five that i think it was 3600 tests on saturday night of players and personnel and 1400 or 1500 tests of of people in and around the stadium 100 percent came back negative um uh only two teams, Kansas City and Jacksonville, had fans in the stands. Um, so I think eventually, as as we go on and we see where this this virus goes and how it builds and what the effect is of people being in the stadiums, you know, uh, socially distanced, I think I think we will. And I think, you know, when eventually, you know, we'll all be able to sit in the stadium again with no mask and like it was before, you'll just be a little more cognizant. You're still always going to wash your hands and do that stuff. But I think, I think the, the good thing that's going to come out of this for stadiums and for fans is it's going to be a much cleaner and, and, and safer environment for you in that sense when it's all done. Because your awareness is going to be much different. Right. It has to be. Across the board. Yep. And they're wrestling now with college. I just read today that the Big Ten is, is going to be playing. They're wrestling with college sports also. Who's going to come to yeah. that? Oh, college, the whole college thing is a whole other you thing. You know, I, I think the college thing is very interesting because, um, you know, the ACC kicked off this past weekend. It was an extremely successful weekend for them. Um, they did have some COVID issues with with uh, Virginia Tech, I believe. Um, but everything else seemed, seemed really really good uh the sec kicks off next week and now the big 10 as you said it looks like they're their vote will happen you know asap and they'll be back on the field in in october middle of october and um you know as as long as the nfl was going to play that they were going to play college football with that if the nfl wasn't playing there was going to be no college football but i think you've seen it there's fans in the stands at some places you know so in florida you know the university of miami and florida state and florida because of the, the florida um, COVID rule could have 20 or 25% of their fans in. So at Miami game on Thursday night, they had 13,000 fans. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You'll, you'll see that. You'll see um, each uh, conference, each team, each league will do different things. I think what will be very interesting to see what happens when the NBA comes out of the bubble and which direction they go, because they've been such a leader. Um, I'd find it hard to believe they're going to go into a bubble. Uh, when they launch the, the next season in December or January. Uh, I just don't see that happening. I think they'll be in their home arenas, and I think they'll eventually be fans. Done with the bubble. They've had, the bubble. They've done, they've, they've had enough of the bubble? Yeah. I look, I think a bubble idea for, for two months is fine. Let's yeah. get through the playoffs. Uh, Major League Baseball just announced last night that they're going to a bubble for the World Series and the, and the playoffs. Great idea. You don't want to – the jewel of your sport cannot, cannot, be, you know, cannot be ruined because of this. So – I'm, I'm assuming the Super Bowl, which would be much different this year um, in every aspect, but there's two weeks in between. That's enough time for the NFL to form a bubble for those people participating. Will there be people in the stands? That's different. We don't know. But, um, I mean, in Florida, it's in Tampa, so in Florida you can right now. But the, but the bubble aspect of what they'll do is, is pretty much what they do normally. Like, they, you go to the Super Bowl, the players are pretty much in a bubble. <laughs> they are living in a bubble. Um, so 
quick question before, or last question before I, I free you from this, looking forward, you mentioned the Super Bowl next year, we could have the Olympics in terms of brands. Now these are ginormous brand opportunities. Um, do you hear concern, questions, pivoting? I mean, do you think we'll see that kind of activity that we've seen in the past with, uh, with brands in these two major sporting events? Yeah, I do. I do because I think the TV viewer, you know, listen, people are starving for, 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 for stuff. They, you know, the TV viewership will be tremendous next summer with the Olympics. If everything goes right and the Olympics are, are, are go on, you still in, in this country only going to have baseball playing at the time. Won't be like this summer where you have everything. Hopefully. <laughs> um, so I, I do, I think brands will, you have a very, captive audience on TV like you always do. I don't think it changes the way TV is viewed as far as the Olympics or the Super Bowl goes. The, the Olympics get very good ratings. Uh, the Super Bowl gets the, the biggest ratings. Um, I don't think it matters if there's fans there or not. You know, um, if Tom Brady and the Bucks are playing in the Super Bowl, people are going to watch. If, you know, Robert Kraft has his Patriots in with Cam Newton, people are going to watch. And if none of those teams are in and you don't like the team, you're still watching. And I, I, you know, I, I just think it's going to be a different way that brands attack it, right? You're, you, I think you'll see different kinds of commercials. I think you'll see different messaging. Um, I think there'll be a big social uh, justice um, push during during these events. Um, I just think it's going to be a little bit different the way the way you'll see your, you know, your your typical commercial. Um, you're used to seeing, you know. Uh, funny commercials sometimes in Super Bowl, and I think there's going to be, might be a little more serious tone to them um, on some of it, which is an important message to get out. Absolutely. Every year brings its own sort of theme in those, so we shall see. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I appreciate the conversation. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Okay. You take care. Yeah. You've been listening to the Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers.